Welcome to Genetically Speaking, ASHD's new podcast. This episode is part of a series focused on career insights from your fellow members. We hope you enjoy. Hi, I'm your host, Dr. Chris Gunter, and I'm here with uh, Dr. Maurice Godfrey. Thank you so much for joining us it's today. It's a pleasure to be here. Absolutely. I love the bow tie, can I oh, just say? Yeah, is that like a, that's a fashion choice? That, that's what I've been doing for a long time, so. <laughs> um, so can you tell us a little bit about what your current work and research are focusing on? Well, I'm no longer at the bench, but my, my work is geared to uh, exposing, uh, exciting primarily American Indian communities. I work with Native communities from K through college uh, to find a path to health and science professions. And in some instances, just find a path to stay in school. Uh, I, I use science as the hook. Uh, as a science geek, I'm using science to get uh, kids excited about learning and whatever pathway they find, it's, it's great. Just want them to recognize that uh, education is the key. That's, that is great. So we should say that you're in Nebraska. I'm in Nebraska. I'm at the University of Nebraska Medical Center. And you're primarily working with tribes that are in Nebraska. And uh, I work, well, I work, uh, been working since 2005 with tribes in Nebraska and South Dakota. Uh, so we spend a lot of time on the road. That's one of the things that's appreciated about what we do with our engagement is that we just don't phone it in or email it in. We actually spend time uh, in the communities uh, learning uh, it's it's definitely uh, it's not. Uh, I always describe it as we're not coming from Omaha uh, to cure all of things. It's how do we work together to advance the needs of your community? And in one community, it may be very different than a, another community. But we also have a, a program uh, working with all the tribal colleges, and there are many in the in the plains. There are many in the Southwest uh, to engage uh, Native college students and give them pathways if they're interested into, into research areas. And so, uh, that's, so that's why our, our work is started as a, as a, a K-8 program and it's expanded to, uh, to K-16, I, I, I guess. And more and more demands. And more demand, and also letting the general public in these communities uh, know about how do you access health information or scientific information that, that's accurate. Uh, the internet is full of things that are not accurate. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about that a little. Geneticists, I think more and more of us, and I'm, I'm biased because this is what I do, science communication, are really interested in making sure that our work is communicated correctly and scientifically correctly, but there's so much noise out there. Yes. How do you deal with that when you're dealing with that? Well, it, it, it's hard yeah. uh, because they sometimes rely on uh, people that they know right. who may have misinformed them and but they still the people that they trust so building trust has been the the cornerstone of our work with native communities and the fact that we do spend time uh, in the community uh, we meet regularly in person has helped to to break some of the the, the barriers uh, and uh, now we get more and more calls from from people they, they not only they trust us they know uh, who we are and are willing to engage and are, are happy to engage and we spend time in, in classrooms uh, we've spent time in community libraries uh, things like that that's so great and do you can you tell us about any of the um, concerns or issues that they ask you questions about that you didn't expect maybe going in or well, one of the interesting things uh, going back to, to, to the beginning, uh, one of the big issues that is 
ex exists in, in Native communities is the notion of, uh, of historical trauma and how that has impacted for multiple generations now. And they would say things like, it's in our DNA. Oof. But now we really know that it is in the DNA. So they weren't thinking about epigenetics, uh, but they were describing it in, in a community sense as uh, being part of who they were and who they are. And so that's been a, a very interesting realization. And now the question is, how do we, there's the notion of resilience, mm -hmm. right? So yes, you have this background, but how do we go past it? What do we do to get past it to work together? How, what tools can we offer uh, in, in getting things like uh, people from those communities into, into health uh, and, and science professions? And we've been doing these uh, for one of our, our programs that started in 2005. We've had middle school students attend a summer camp program, a short, short duration uh, summer camp. And uh, we now have a student who is not only in college, but is on a direct pathway to, um, to medical school. Um, if she does well, yeah. as in college, she doesn't, she's, her, her acceptance is guaranteed. And it all started with getting these kids excited about science and learning and exposing them to a college campus to meeting with uh, professionals at, at multiple levels, including genetics. Um, that's my particular bias. And we have uh, some, uh, some of the tribal schools we work with. We, we did a, a, a DNA day um, many years ago now, and uh, we're always called to come back and, because and, students are always changing, yep. come back and do the same program or similar program because we have a new audience. And, and genetics and, and genomics is, is something that's a great interest. So at this point, how many strawberries do you estimate that you have extracted DNA from? Uh, many. Uh, we've uh, extracted <laughs> the whole more. <laughs> lots and lots of uh, strawberries. And I, I just did it with a, a group of, uh, uh, of Ponca, uh, with the Ponca tribe, oh, cool. with one of their after-school clubs. And the person who runs the, the club took some of the the strawberries we had and some of the materials and went home and did it with her kids. And then some of her uh, children's friends came over one day. It was a snowy day or rainy day. And, and what did we do, mom? And, and one of the kids said, well, why don't we take get yeah. DNA from strawberries? So that is a really good way to, to engage the students and, and, and just that, that first exposure. And then they start asking uh, lots of questions. And we do a lot of things with ethics. Ethics is something that's really important yeah. and it brings a, a lot of thoughtful conversation Absolutely. and so you're not necessarily doing hands-on things but I call it minds-on science yeah. and uh, and you get a lot of uh, very interesting discussion from 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 students thinking about this maybe for the first time and and wondering now you know with the, the advancing technologies you wonder uh, you know what was Science fiction at one time, the the Gattaca thing, um, which I use. Right. Uh, yeah. How close are we, and should we get there? And Absolutely. who's going to decide? And and the young people of today are the ones who are going to be setting policies not that far down the road. So they need to be engaged, and the sooner we get them engaged, the better. 
I like that mind's own science. That's, that's <laughs> definitely a takeaway. So, um, what are some? You have obviously mentored a number of people, and and I know you wrote a uh, blog for ASHG in November 2019, mm-hmm. and you talked about the importance of mentoring to your life. So mm-hmm. now, as you're meeting with younger people, what are some of the skills that, if they want to go into STEM careers, are really important in your opinion? Uh, it's important for them not to give up. That there are challenges, mm-hmm. and and sometimes I mean, we, as as science professionals, we face rejection all the time. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. <laughs> you get your grant reviews, yeah. uh, not what you wanted to hear. Your manuscript reviews, not what you wanted to hear. And so, young people need to build that resilience, that capacity to learn from from, from the failures. It's okay. Uh, the world is not going to collapse. I work with some students who, uh, in, in a different context, who've never had anything lower than an A, and now they come to a college campus and all of a sudden they're hit with something that's difficult and they don't know how to to react. And it's you're not going to be judged by a test or, or a grade in high school or even in college. Just keep on that on that pathway, be uh, con- continue. Don't give up. That's the the, yeah. the biggest key. Just keep going, and 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 opportunities open up. The uh, and as uh, well, a person I spoke to many years ago, Cliff Poudry, who was at at, at NIH, who's native from uh, one of the tribes in upstate New York, uh, said, "Whatever you do, do it well, and people will notice, and that will open up." new doors, new opportunities. And, and so it, it really doesn't matter. Whatever your, your passion is, passions change. I was at the bench for many years, and now I'm in classrooms and in, uh, in communities, and it's invigorating, and you see uh, a different side of, of things. I'm not pipetting as much yeah. as I did, other yeah. than strawberry DNA, maybe. <laughs> um, yeah. But you, you, you're, you're energized by being around young people. I want to follow up on part of that because I think that's a message that is hard to see sometimes for um, people who are just uh, for younger trainees, um, I, because I was taught that too. If you just do what you're doing well, and people will notice you. But I think that's not a lot of the culture we have now. And obviously, I'm on Twitter, and you know, there's a lot of you also need to uh, promote your science and, and use that to reach out to people. So, do you see those going hand in hand, or well? I don't do any uh, social media, any wow. an, anything yeah. like that. Our our contact is now that doesn't mean the people I, I, I yeah. work with don't yeah. don't do those kinds of things because they do, uh, but that it actually is a very important tool that we use to keep connected to students who've been part of our our programs over the years and to learn where are you now? Mm-hmm. How did what you did as an eighth grader impact you now that you're finished college? Uh, and even pathways to to college. We've had, when we first started, very few students uh, even thought about college. Uh, in, in in many instances, I mean, in, in some of the communities we, we work with, you're looking at high school dropout rates of 50% or more. Wow. Uh, so if we can just energize, we, one of the schools we worked with some years ago, who we were part of a program that we did, and we were just part of it, but 100% graduated. And the rest of the school who were involved in other things, it was about 50%. So if, so maybe we were preaching to the choir in a sense, but at least we gave the choir additional tools to keep going. Absolutely. And, and that's what we're trying to do. Yeah, which is important. So it sounds like so much of the work that you do is it, it brings you a lot of fulfillment, which is uh, right. excellent. But 
what else do you do outside of this career to to look for hobbies oh, or so fulfillment? How, yeah. Well, I I, um, I I hang around the house. My 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 <laughs> wife hopefully will retire this year, so we can then she can travel with me to these lovely places more than than she could. I play golf when I can. Of course, I'm in Nebraska, so. This time of year, uh, yeah. we've got snow all, snow all over. Yeah. And uh, my new laboratory, even though my old laboratory is, is the kitchen, uh, the kitchen is kind of a natural laboratory. So I've, I've enjoyed playing in the kitchen all these years, and I, I still do. And are you, so in my old lab, that we had an analogy that um, you're either a molecular biologist, which is more like a chef, meaning you can just throw in a little bit of this or mm-hmm. a little bit of this, or you're a cytogeneticist, which means you have to do eight minutes exactly, and it has to be exactly the same oh, way. No, which I'm, are you? I'm, are you? I'm not a cytogeneticist. Okay, I, I'm, I'm just, a baker, so I'm yeah. more like a cytogeneticist, yeah. I, I just try a little of this and a little oh. of that, and, and sometimes it works, and uh, sometimes it, it doesn't. Yeah. And so uh, I admire and, that. I and, have to and, be like exactly. And, and and my sons are the uh, are, are are the test uh, guinea pigs for my 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 creations in, in quotation marks. That sounds like a rough say, job. Yeah, don't do that again. Or uh, <laughs> oh, what did you do? And then great. they and then they go to their houses and 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 try it out. So we should all come to your house. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> so what what um where do you see things going in the future? I know you're doing a lot, a lot of work with engaging tribal communities, etc. Yeah. But I want you to take a step back a little. Where do you think genetics needs to go? Where do you see going? Where where should we be? Well, I think where where it's it seems to be uh, going. I mean, I, I'm always curious because of my my background in rare disorders and and uh, the molecular biology of, of these things, and and of course I've become much more engaged in the ethical issues that uh, uh, have have arisen. Sure. And uh, so I, I I follow that as as much as I. As I can, I th- I think the, the the questions you know we're opening up a, a, a brand new world potentially of uh, common disorders and the genetics of common disorders and 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 maybe uh, genomic types of, of treatments and uh, access to these and so those are very critical questions that uh, I look forward to following uh, the people on the ground doing the work. Absolutely. And it also sounds like part of what you would be passionate about is making sure that everybody gets a seat at the table. That's very important, that uh, at least their voices be heard. Absolutely. Yeah, that's what we try. Yeah, absolutely. And I know, obviously, now I work at NHGRI, and that's really important oh, to us as right. well. Sure, so, yeah. sure. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. We oh, really appreciate it. Dr. Maurice Godfrey, thank you for doing the podcast with us. Thank you. This has been Genetically Speaking. Join us next time for new conversations and check out our online library for more valuable content.